Lots of questions this morning about random acts of violence that we have seen in our city in the news. You've probably heard or seen the story about the woman who was randomly attacked just in the West End as she was coming home in her own apartment building. And if not for bystanders, right, it could have been a much worse situation. In fact, Vancouver police are saying thank you to the bystanders. Vancouver police also expressing frustration with the situation because they actually asked the court to keep this person in custody and instead this person was released on their own recognizance. So again, a lot of frustration with the system. And now we hear as well, we were talking about this with Vaughn Palmer the other day, about this report that was done for the Attorney General saying that, listen, this is not our imagination. We are seeing an increase in these problems on our streets. So how do we deal with this? How do we deal with repeat offenders, random stranger violence? Where is the accountability? Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Wally Opel, former BC Attorney General. Thanks for being with us. Always good to be with you, Simi. In particular, let's talk about this most recent incident here, Wally, where Vancouver police said quite publicly they asked for this person to be kept in custody and it was the judge's decision to say no to that and release this person. Do you find it unusual that police are speaking out like that? No, I don't think so. I think the police should speak out and the police have a stake in this. In fact, I think there should be more police on the streets uh, as a general deterrence. Having said that, the, the judges have the power to release people, and in fact, the law tells them to release people uh, if the Crown is not able to show that the person is substantial likelihood to commit further crimes. In other words, the, our law is such that the Crown has to ask the judge to detain a person pending trial, and the Crown does that based on the police report. And the judge is free and has the authority to detain a person and to deny that person bail. But you need to understand that the vast majority of people in Canadian jails now are there waiting trial. So the Parliament of Canada has said that we're detaining too many people pending trial. Some of those people are going to be found not guilty after a year or two years in custody. So what do we say to those people? Sorry, we took up your time. So that's the basis of our bail laws. Having said that, the judges have the power and the authority in appropriate circumstances to detain a person uh, pending trial. Now, I don't know what happened in this particular case, and I'm not going to criticize the judge without knowing what the reasons for judgment were. Right. Okay. But is, is part of, where's the disconnect then, I wonder? Is it that there's no room? Is it that we need to deal with people who are in custody in a different fashion? Like where, if somebody wants, if they want to hold somebody in custody, do we just not have the ability to do it? Do we have to give them the benefit of the doubt? No, no, clearly, uh, clearly there, the room has got nothing to do with it. There's ample room in the jails to keep somebody in custody waiting for that, waiting for trial. And that's the, the law is clear that if a person is likely to commit a crime. The the words in the criminal code say, is there a substantial likelihood that if this person is released, he or she will commit further offenses? And if that's the case, then the judge has the authority and the duty to keep that person in custody. The difficulty is that that, uh, people cannot always predict human behavior. Probably what happened in this case is that the defense lawyer got before the judge and said, "Okay, uh, maybe maybe the police want him kept in custody, but there's a plan 
uh, if you release him, he'll be treated. Something like that. Maybe that happened. I don't know. But the fact is that judges do have the power and the authority to detain people, but they have to do it only in particular circumstances where that person uh, is likely to commit further crimes. Okay, so given what we know... The other thing you've got to know... Yep. The other thing you need to know is, look, the criminal justice system is very limited in its authority to do something about the but the circumstances are now playing out in Vancouver streets. People in the criminal justice system only see the incidents after the crime has been committed. So right now in the city of Vancouver, anybody knows who walks the streets. There are people out there with mental illness, drug addicted, dysfunctional, unemployed, poor, and all of these people need to be looked at. They're the, they're the people that are the challenge. And if we want safer streets, we have to get into prevention. As I say, the police get there after the crime has been committed. The courts get involved after the crime has been committed. The courts can hold people accountable for the crimes that have been committed, and that's their role, and that's mm. what they should be doing. Let's talk about then um, the people. There's obviously the people who need help. I think that definitely people understand. Yeah. But what about yeah. the repeat offender situation, Wally? People yeah. who yeah. time after time after time are committing a crime or they're going to court and being released and they're doing it again and they're going to court and they're being released. How do we deal with that? Well, the thing is, I hear this anecdotal evidence all the time that, that people are being released and re-released and, uh, and without really knowing the particular circumstances of any case, I'm really loath to uh, criticize any judge. Having said that, maybe judges need to detain more people in the public interest because there is a section in the criminal code that allows judges to keep people in custody pending trial if it isn't in the public interest. But you can't do that randomly. There has to be some evidence to detain that person. And uh, yeah, we have people out there with, uh, with multiple convictions uh, I don't know if they were released because there was insufficient evidence to convince a judge that uh, they pose a danger, and each case has to really be decided. And I can understand the public frustration. Look, I'm a member of the public, and uh, Vancouver used to be a safe city. Uh, now I don't think we can say that with the amount of random crime that's taking place. So uh, I don't blame the people of Vancouver for being upset. I don't blame the police and all the other players in the criminal justice system for being upset for what's taking place. Do you think, though, does the system have the tools currently to deal with this situation? Absolutely. The judges have that power. And if there is a substantial likelihood, that is, can the Crown convince the judge, based on the police report, uh, that uh, uh, that person ought to be kept in custody, the judges have the power to do that. Also, you should know that the police release people out the scene themselves. Uh, if a person, if a police officer sees a crime being committed, uh, the police officer has the power to release that people without going before a judge. So there are multiple players in the, in this uh, process. Okay, so then where do we start? What's your advice here? Well, I think that I think everybody has to look. There's no one person that's responsible, or no one person can cure the ills that are taking place on our streets. I think we have to start with prevention. We have to start with addiction centers. We have to cure those ills that are out there now with the people who are suffering. We have to do that clearly. 
at the same time, I think everybody in the system, the police, the uh, courts have to take some kind of responsibility. We're all beholden to the public. And so we're all responsible and accountable to the public. So the Crown, the defense, everybody has to uh, has to take some kind of a responsibility for taking place. I mean, maybe we need more police on the streets. Do we have New York had a huge crime problem in the downtown uh, Manhattan? They flooded the downtown with police on the streets. Do we have street? Do we have police who walk the streets and and uh, in our city? I don't know. But those are things that uh, that need we need to be looked at. Look, I'm not going to criticize the police. I don't know what, why uh, we don't have more police on the streets. I'm sure there's a reason. Maybe they're too busy uh, answering calls. But I think we need to get proactive. The system sometimes works in silos. And the police works by themselves. Right. The Crown works by themselves. Everybody says they're independent. And I think we have to have some kind of uh, a process where we all get together, get out of our silos, and ask ourselves, what is in the public interest? How do we make our city a better place to live? That How is, can we do that? that and that's what we question. need to do. That is a good you know? question. Thank you so much yeah. for your time this morning. Always good to be with you, yeah. Timmy.